0: Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Ben, and in this episode of the Smoking Hot Confessions Barbecue Podcast, we're talking to a man who's as well known for his parties at barbecue competitions as he is for the barbecue itself. Hey family, hope you're well wherever you are and you got that thin blue smoke rolling. Now in today's episode we're kicking things off for 2021 with a interview that we recorded with Bretto from Flaming Mongrels at Mongrels HQ just about a week or so ago. So it was really great to be out there and we're going to talk a bit more about that in a minute. First of all I've just got some announcements that I need to run by you. The first is that we'd like to welcome our latest podcast partner, Heatbeads. They've been in the barbecue scene in Australia for over 50 years now. They've got a huge range of products. My personal favorite is the lump charcoal, and we're going to hear a bit more about Heat Beads later on. The second thing, if you're just at the start of your journey, come on over to smokinghotconfessions.com. We've got a perfect little ebook for you. It's the Beginner's Guide to Real Barbecue. Just head on over to smokinghotconfessions.com, have a bit of a look around. A pop-up window is going to appear. Put your details into that and we'll shoot it straight out to your inbox for you. The next one is come over and join us at the Smoking Hot Confessions barbecue community at Facebook. It is one of the nicest places on the internet to be. All we do is just talk about barbecue, all the other guffers left at the door. So come on, come over and join us. It's a really cool place to be. And of course, if you're watching this video on YouTube, do give us a thumbs up, a subscribe and hit that little notification bell. If you're watching on Facebook, Make sure you give this video a like and a share and follow us as well to make sure you get notified next time we go up. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, do take a couple of seconds, give us a five star rating and review because that is super helpful for us. Right, so as I said at the top of the show, we got Bretto from Flaming Mongrels joining us, or technically, I should say I was joining him as uh, I was able to go out to Mongrel HQ. I've got to tell you what, I got shed envy. Man, that guy has a fantastic shed on his property there, full of barbecue stuff, and uh, it it was really cool to be out there. Now, Bredo first appeared on the show way back when the show first started in Episode 10 of Season 1, all the way back in 2017. So if you want to grab Bredo's backstory and how the Flaming Mongrels came to be, go back and check that out. That's Episode 10. And it's also a great episode if you're looking at getting some sponsorship for your barbecue team or some other ideas that you might have. So that's probably all that you want to hear out of me about Bredo. Let's go out to Mongrel HQ and see what's going on.
1: This is the internationally awarded Smoking Hot Confessions Barbecue Podcast with your host, Ben Arnott. How long it been since your last confession?
0: So, Bretto, my friend, welcome to the uh to the confessional. It's great to have you. Oh, well, actually, you're you're having me. I'm I'm here in Mungrel HQ. Mate, it's uh it's been a long time since you and I have sat down for a podcast. I think when I was way, way back in the start of things. It was actually. I've I've got some notes here. It was um it back in season one, you were episode 10 in 2017.
2: Wow, obviously one of the very uh, highest downloaded episodes of
0: all time, I'm hoping you <laughs> it <know>? is actually. <laughs> I am only joking, I'm only joking. No, it is actually that 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 first series, that that comp ready series where we went through all the different steps. For competitive barbecue teams, that has been like probably the, the most successful run of episodes. Yeah, brilliant. You had some great information there, mate. So, yeah, yeah, it, it all sort of worked out well.
2: Yeah, brilliant, mate. Well, happy to have you here.
0: Thanks Th- for coming. Thank you. So, mate, what was the last thing that you barbecued? Oh, mate, it was a wok. A wok? Yeah, okay. So, it wasn't actually the, the, the last thing
2: I put on the barbecue was a wok. The last thing I barbecued to eat was some salmon. So, at Christmas time, I, I wanted to have a go at salmon again. Uh, I'm really – it was actually – it was for catering and uh, we had a, some customers that wanted some fish and I was nervous and I'm not really superb at, at, at fish. So I've been practising uh, with my salmon. But when the salmon had finished, I've been hanging out to get this new wok that I've got seasoned. So I've had some tips on with oil. I've had some tips with salt. So to be honest, the last thing I actually put over some charcoal – was a spun steel, maybe 45 centimetre wok. It's
0: pretty big. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Nice one, yeah. So just explain a little bit about the seasoning with the salt and the oil. What's that about?
2: Well, I've got two different trains of thoughts here, and I've looked at uh, a couple of YouTube videos and got some advice from friends. Um, the first was, of course, with, it's a little bit different to cast iron uh, the spun steel. So i went with the salt option. Uh, I basically just dumped a crap load of salt into the bottom of this wok. <laughs> and, but it's funny. It, it, and I'm like, what is this actually going to do? You know? Um, but I watched it, it. And as you burn the salt into the steel, it'll, it qu- quite noticeably changes obviously the look of the steel uh the feel of the steel once it was done um so i i didn't have quite enough charcoals left after the end of the cook to complete the process so it's at the back of the house
0: now waiting for part two but it looks like so far it's working so okay well that's that's kind of interesting because usually sort of salt we don't tend to like salt on on metal do we well, considering
2: I'd left it so long in the first place that there are a couple of <laughs> rust spots that I need to work on, you're right, salt and uh, corrosion and that type of thing. But, yeah, it, it, it is a sort of a contradiction, I guess.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so you, you you mentioned that you're into barbecuing seafood at the moment. What's your, your favourite seafood and how do you like to go about it?
2: Mate, seafood, is, it's, I wouldn't call it a nemesis, right? <laughs> but I'm definitely not a seafood expert, um, and learning a lot as I go. I think I've just recently put up an Instagram post saying I'm keen to cook more seafood this year. Uh, and I think it's because like a little bit of me says, Hey, you're not getting any younger and you need to eat some healthy foods and this, that, and the other. And I do eat a lot of barbecue meat. So I'm thinking, okay, so my wife definitely loves seafood, would like me to cook more seafood, I see Instagram accounts like uh, Irene from Come Grill With Me, who just makes seafood cooking look so simple. Yeah. And it should be. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah.
2: So I'm looking forward to maybe having a sticky beak at some of the things she's done. Uh, Scallops are definitely high on the list. My wife loves scallops. Uh, And we'll see how it goes. I'm, I'm keen to try a few things. For the kids, hmm... One daughter fish, one daughter not fish, one daughter prawns, one daughter not prawns. But maybe we can sort of mash it all together at some. Not exactly mash it because mashed seafood would be rubbish. But fish cakes. Well, m- or, or what is it seafood <laughs>
0: extender? <laughs> oh, there you go. I'm not cooking any seafood extender. But I can't yeah, believe well, it's not seafood. Pardon me. Like a little container that says, um, I, "I can't believe it's not seafood." Yes, that that type of thing, which <laughs> I'm sure is, exists yeah. in
2: the supermarket somewhere. Uh, uh, what is it? Plant based seafood yeah, or something, to that something effect. like that? Anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I am learning a bit more. I'm interested in learning whitefish, the salmon, the oily fishes. Uh, not so much. I'm not a big oyster guy. I know some people are doing oysters here and there. Um, but whitefish, mm. uh, whatever I can sort of maybe just increase my seafood
0: intake a little bit, you know? Got to get those omega 3s, mate. Apparently so. Yeah. But I don't really know. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, so you're uh, you mentioned before that you know we're age is starting to uh, to to catch up with us both a little bit. We're both um, needing to watch what we're eating a little bit. But you're quite well known for partying at barbecue competitions. So tell us about the the best barbecue competition party that you've been to,
2: mate. I am an old bloke. There's no doubt about that. You 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 made a uh Uh, jumped around the issue a little bit there, you're right, but I am an old bloke and uh, all of their guys on our team, we are dads, you know, with kids. We are getting into that age group now. Um, Our reputation as the Flaming Mongrels, you know, we've been around for a little while, you know, and we got a little bit of a reputation and we still have a little bit of a reputation for a good party. I think mostly um, we're learning to be a little bit more responsible these days. (laughs) So whether it be, you know, mid-strength beers or, or, you know, two shooters instead of four or, or something to that effect. We're trying. But, look, w- w- in the early days, some of the, we enjoyed the, the party atmosphere of barbecue comps. There's no doubt about that. Absolutely no doubt about it. So back at, the like, the second ever Port Mac uh, in the days of, like, uh, the Mile High Porkers.
0: Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. So they used yeah.
2: to have a party at the end of the competition that was ticketed and they would print tickets and give people tickets. I mean, everybody, but, yeah. then, but then you would go to their site and they would have their old, because they were a team from the airport or the flight industry.
0: That's right. Right? Yeah, they're, it, like, they're like airport security guys or something, I think. And the
2: ground handlers and yeah, all that sort of yeah, stuff, yeah, right? Yeah, 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 So they had, they used to bring a row of airplane seats that they'd knocked off from somewhere. Yes,
0: I remember right? that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So they had a
2: row of airplane seats and then they had um, slushy machines and disco balls and it, that sort of started it. You know, and then the year after that, we took our big bar, the, bu- 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 the Buffalo the Trace Bar, the Pallet, the bar. pallet yep. bar, to yep. Port Mac. And there's probably no doubt that that's got a bit of history and legendary status amongst a few people. We've been, we've been, you know, shut down. We've been turned off. We've been uh, started up again. We've been, you know, talked about here and there. It, it, it was probably one of the biggest parties. Look, there's a couple of times, maybe at Manning Valley. Uh, where Kettle Club and a few crew would get together and we'd sling a few pizzas out of the uni, yeah. drink a few beers. Look, even the likes of, um, say, pre meat stock parties. Yep. So, yep. meat stock in Melbourne. Well, in fact, the first ever meat stock in Sydney that Jay put on had a pre function that Wes catered for. Okay. Uh, and. That's where actually we got introduced to a lot of our sponsors, oh. very early in the days. Um, but then the pre-party for meat stocks continued to be a tradition, uh, and then Andrew would put them on at the Q Club in Melbourne. <laughs> and you can imagine <laughs> Andrew Cavanaugh, yep. uh, the Melbourne crew, uh, everyone arriving in Melbourne. It, it looked they were pretty. They were pretty epic as well. But we are enjoying ourselves a little bit. I don't want to say enjoying ourselves less, but we're trying to be a little bit more responsible these days, try and stick by the rules of the promoters, which is important, Uh, respect for our neighbours and respect for those sorts of things. That's what we're aiming for these days. We still like a beer. There is no doubt about that.
0: (laughs) Yeah, fantastic. Mate, I I love that pallet bar that you guys have built up. That's so cool.
2: It's still in – is it around somewhere? It's still in use. Yeah. Uh, It hasn't fared well in the weather. Over the, ah, over the years, okay, but I still now use a miniature version both at comps and at catering. Um, so I pop up three of the pallets at the front, uh, and just to give it a little bit of feel, and you know, nice. uh, there's, the, you know, it's still around, but um, it's still the the lot is still behind the shed. Yeah. It's still out there. Uh, I had been given permission to set it up at the back of the house. Uh, Ooh, okay, yeah, dunno. It's not really weatherproof or anything like that. Yeah, yeah, which. Anyway, we'll, we'll see. It, it it's, it's lived its, hasn't quite lived its life yet.
0: Fair enough. You may see it again. Still got a few barbecue comps left in it. A few beers in it. Nice, nice. Now, I went to, um, to Hogs for the Cause in New Orleans in 2019, um, and I saw some incredible uh, team setups there. It's, uh, they're like scaffolded, multi-level, almost like mini castles, and the, the, the teams cook and compete in there, and they, they do ticketed events and that sort of stuff. Are we going to see the Flaming Mongrels comp site go multi-storey? It's been threatened. <laughs> so even after the first port,
2: Mac, where we had the pallet bar, we did talk about how uh, we'd love to go upper level because we saw – I, I don't particularly know the – was it Mary Valley Hogs? No, that's the name of a barbecue team. Uh, Hogs for the cause. Hogs for the, the cause. The, the competition in New Orleans. Right. Yep. I haven't particularly seen that one, but I know – uh, is, and I'm trying to think of the one by the river, uh, can't quite remember the name of it, nonetheless, uh, um, not Houston, not Memphis in May. Memphis in yeah. May, sir. That's yep. the one. So I think they do the same sort of thing, scaffolding, multi-level, you know, huge. And we looked into some scaffold local scaffolders at Port Mac. We talked to Jay about how what would be required for him to tick it off to say, yes, you can do that. Yeah. Um And, mate, to be honest, Jay was basically saying, hey, get an engineer to sign off on the safety uh, to say that, you know, 12, 15, 18 people can stand on this structure uh, and and you can bring it. Oh, cool. Um, But, you know, we'd probably need – hey, sponsors, I'm looking at you. We'd probably need a big sponsor to pay for it. (laughs) So you want to get your name up high at a barbecue competition, which nobody's done yet. No. Nobody's done second level.
0: Uh, So maybe, maybe. Literally next level stuff. Next level. (laughs) Smooth, very smooth. So you've had a couple of roster changes over the last few years and um, I was looking through your socials and I saw that you had an annual general meeting pick and it was the, the four original horsemen back together again. So are you getting the band back together? The Flaming Mongrels has never
2: disbanded. Okay. Ever, ever. We are four OGs. And have never not once not... The only reason we don't are not together at a comp or otherwise is parent duties, uh, geographical location, or maybe financial. Uh, but it's a situation where the four of us are bloody good mates. So, uh, Chris-O, uh, Alan, uh, Adrian and me. Yep. Um, the Flaming Mongrels are the four of us together. Always have been. And I saw this... Uh, not get discussed, but it came up, and like we're so proud of the fact that we are the same four guys that we started off with that we will continue to move forward with. We have no plans to disband or anything like that. Uh, in fact, as most guys around the traps know, um, we have, uh, we have our ring ins that turn up regularly. So, my brother Cameron. Uh, Nathan, the chicken man, we call him, yeah. uh, uh, and Fran, the bartender. So uh, Fran used to bartend at the Port Mac oh, uh, right. for us. Okay, yeah. Yeah, when, yeah, when we were busy pretending to cook barbecue, yeah. uh, he would look <laughs> after the bar for a little while. Um, but we pretty much welcome every, anyone uh, if you want to come cook with us, have a chat. You know, uh, we we we're definitely four of us. We're not we're not going anywhere. You know.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Usually under like sort of pressure situations like a competition cook, you will see people sort of come together and then in sort of under that pressure sort of split apart. What do you think has sort of kept you guys together for so long? Oh, don't get me wrong. Alan and I have come to blows. (laughs) 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 You know, uh, I think one
2: time at, uh, yeah, it must've been Port Mac. It was a big comp. I don't know where it was, but we were up late and we're on the grog and all the stuff and oh, and our major sponsor like Heatbeads was, had all their important overseas big wigs there and they were in our tent oh no. and we were drinking bourbon and, and all the stuff and me and Al are like, we're at each other going, no, we're going to do it this way. Because, mate, look, as much as I know the teams who are really bloody amazing have a playbook, our playbook is non-existent. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I mean? At 11.37 at, at p.m., uh, pre-comp night, we'll have a look in the drawer to see what rubs are available for the beef. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and w- we pretty much all uh, uh, go, right here's what we've got available. Hey, guys, what are we going to choose today? Bang, bang, bang. We like that. We like that. Um, but <laughs> we uh, – and, of course, I've forgotten the original question, but Alan and, Alan, <laughs> Alan and I uh, get along so well that, of course, we're going to have sort of – you know, uh, uh, moments, moments together. <laughs> where Alan says, "I'll go and sleep." Uh, well, I say to Alan, "I'm going to sleep somewhere else." All <laughs> oh, right, get doghouse almost. Yeah. You know? yeah. What was the original question? I've forgotten.
0: Oh, uh, just uh what do you think it is that that's kept the four of you together for so long when so many other teams kind of sure c- come together and go apart? And
2: yeah, look, I think we are just good mates. We haven't, uh, we haven't really done anything other than just party together, cook barbecue together, you know, I want to say sleep together, but look, at the end of the day, we camp together, yeah. um, you know, we, we go away and have a good time, uh, it's not, it, and we're not in each other's pockets the whole
0: time, good mates, works for me. Fair enough, man, sounds awesome. Now, just switching tack here a little bit, there's a giant smoker over here behind the camera, bungles have moved into catering. What was the what was that journey like? Uh, it's been interesting. Okay, interesting. (laughs) Okay, so catering,
2: my COVID, I guess. So my regular everyday business hasn't survived extremely well due to COVID. I'm in the events industry. um, Yeah, yeah. And I have had to postpone events and move things to different uh, times of this year. Well, this year now. Um, so looking for alternative income. To keep my family afloat, mm-hmm. um, I went to the AGM and said to the boys, Hey, boys, I'm considering doing some catering. Uh, is it okay if I use our name? Uh, are you okay if I promote that using our social media? Uh, and are you okay if I make money out of that? And they're like, I go for it, mate. So um, that's sort of why it came about. Um, I think even prior to that, it was. Someone asked me, could I do a job? And I'm like, yeah, I probably could. Do I want to? I don't know. <laughs> but I think I got excited enough. So the first job I did was for West Coast Fever Nipple team. So no mucking about. Uh, I, I got asked to cook for a national sporting team. Wow. I couldn't say no. No. So, um, and I got to pretty much dictate the terms. So nice. I said, "This is what I'll do. This is how you'll get it. This is what I'll, you know." And it was bloody fantastic. Nice. So it was an offsite job, of course. Uh, the team was in a some sort of bubble. Yeah, it, when I say some sort of bubble, they weren't as tight that they wouldn't allow other visitors, and but yet they were. They were in a
0: lockdown in a hotel in
2: Brisbane. So okay, all so of the a,
0: netball. It's a COVID bubble that you're talking about. Yeah. A COVID bubble type yeah. thing. Okay. Sorry.
2: And they were, all of the netball teams, well, the, quite a few of the netball teams were locked down in Brisbane. They were in a hotel. They they were required to cook for themselves a lot, oh, like wow. almost every night. So, over the, I think, 60, 90 days or something they were there, um, they only had two team dinners and one of them was with me. Uh, <laughs> so, the girls were pretty excited just not having to, you know, cook dinner for themselves. Yeah, yeah. Um, but sort of went off a treat and then the ball started rolling. So I posted a few pictures of these barbecue boxes. Uh, So I'm pretty sure uh, I got some inspiration. I said, I want to recreate this barbecue box for the West Coast Fever Netball team. Um, And then when I got close, not saying I created it perfectly, but it was my first gig and I'm looking to find packaging and make it look nice and all this stuff. And I posted the pictures on social media and lo and behold, hey, hey, Dear Flaming Mongrels, <laughs> can you, can you, can you? And nice. Yeah. So it sort of got the ball rolling. Um. That's sort of how it came about. The 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 again, the next one was a bit weird. So this is a this is a. <laughs> I'm at the. My wife is at my kid's dentist. Okay. Sorry, my kid's orthodontist. Yep. And. Previously, I had been at the orthodontist, and I saw that the orthodontist is known for wearing uh, outrageous socks. Okay, I noticed one day that he was wearing uh, barbecue—sorry, uh, hamburger socks. So pictures of hamburgers on his yep. socks. Yeah, and I said to him, "Today is International Hamburger Day. Perhaps he already knew that. Chances are high. Okay, right." And he goes, what do you know about hamburgers? And I do this, and, you know, I love a barbecue. And then we started talking about what's in the perfect patty and, you know, how do you, this, that, and the other. Uh, lo and behold, sort of six months later, six months later, my wife's at the orthodontist with my kids. And this orthodontist comes up to my wife and says, ah, oh, I need to talk to your husband about, and he paused, and my wife said, ah, oh, photo booths. And, uh, and the orthodontist said, no. Cooking barbecue for us. And my wife was like, oh, here we go again. <laughs> <laughs> and so he pulled out his little uh, memo, voice recorder memo. Uh, Take note, get a hold of Brett from the Flaming Mongrels to organize barbecue catering for our event night. About nine and a half minutes later, <laughs> I get an email saying, hey, Brett, it's a uh, or all the Dantas personal tra- uh, personal assistant here uh, we we'll, would we'd love for you to do something for our barbecue night next thing you know ninety packs uh uh beef ribs uh chicken uh pork with uh barbecue demonstrations uh gathering crowds what the flaming mongrels are good at yeah, what yeah. we are good at working a crowd yeah working a crowd um and it just It went great, you know. I had some helpers. A couple of the boys came along. Uh, We set up, you know, this massive barbecue trailer that Grant from Oakey Reserve was lucky enough to lend me. Of course, they are the Angus Reserve barbecue crew. I think this year, well, I won't let any cats out of the bag. We'll let him tell you later. Um, But he was lucky enough to lend me the trailer, which is just a dream to cook on. Yeah, Mate, it is an absolute dream. Like I said... I've never really wanted – like, I've got a radar sitting right there. Don't get me wrong, right? And, and I've seen all these massive pits and I'm like, oh, it's not really arse and I've never really wanted a cat. But all my gear fits in it. I've got a ute so I can put all the extra bits and bobs on the back of the ute. Yep. Um, when it comes to, like, just ergonomics of that trailer, it just feels good. You know, sometimes you see guys at comps and they're sort of leaning and they're twisting and all this sort of stuff. And I just, I, th- I think it's, I think it's just a cracker. So, uh, twice my wife has looked me in the eyes and said, "Did you buy that trailer? <laughs> Are you sure
0: that was a loan?" <laughs> and I
2: said, "I said, darling, as much as I'd love to, I, I do, I, I would like that trailer, but I have not bought this trailer,
0: but." If
2: anyone has, maybe don't let my wife hear this. If anyone has a big radar on a trailer, maybe with a warming cabinet, I don't know. I might be in the market.
0: I think Nico Russ from um, from Smok- Down in Scotch Sydney and from Scotch and Smoke. Uh, he either has sold or is in the process of selling his big radar. I'll look him up. Yeah, yeah.
2: I, I, am not desperate, and I'm not super keen. Not you know, I don't need to have one. Um, well, do we need to have any more barbecues? Then? Yeah. Well, <laughs> There's, there's always room for one more, like a like a massive trailer. Yeah, but anyway. So, but and and catering is sort of just it's moved on from there. So I'm not looking to it for an income replacement. But if anyone knows me, I hustle a side hustle a lot. Mm. I've always got something on the go. I don't tend to have one side hustle, and
0: catering is currently one of my side hustles. Yeah, sure, sure. So I'm I'm curious about you. You mentioned that you got your 20 inch radar here, and what's that a 24 double door on a trailer there? Maybe 30, but yeah, maybe 30. Okay, don't know. Yeah. So it, you said that they're very different to cook on, but they're the same sort of basic principle of design. So why do you think they are so so different to cook on? No, not not different. Oh, okay, definitely
2: not. Love our radar cooks perfectly. In fact, some of the traits of the smaller version are easily seen in and replicated oh, on okay. the larger version. All right, sorry. Absolutely. I, I misunderstood. M- I was more saying I've seen other trailers that might not be Radar Hill, whether okay. they be homemade or other manufacturers. Yep. And of course, I've never really cooked on a anyone else's trailer pit before. Grant yep. and Ash and the crew have lent us this trailer before. Yep. We've cooked on it before, but I've never really used anyone else's trailer. I, I might be completely wrong. But I t- <laughs> you know, I sort of Oh, I lie. I think we used um, Tim from Brisbane. Can't quite remember the name of his crew. We borrowed a hog pit trailer to cook whole hog at Bangalow one year. Um, you know, it was good. I, not distant other pits. Tim, Tim Reese. Tim Reese. Yeah. Possibly Tim Reese. Yeah. Uh, we borrowed one of his trailers and uh, yeah, it was, it was, they're good. I just loved, you know. The arm was high the arm right was height, you know. I could reach the back of the smoker. The fire pit, you know, the firebox was just easy to use. Uh the 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 tray that comes out from the front, you know, didn't make me lean as far as I needed to, but it was at the right height. Just all of the things that I just felt were Maybe I will
0: buy this smoker. Grant, Grant. He won't sell it to me though. No. Nah, I've already asked. (laughs) Fair enough, yeah. We we mentioned the uh and as we're getting older earlier, and I do see some people with these big smokers and they're having to like double jerk the door open, like jerk it up and then jerk it back. It doesn't sort of glide and smooth. And all I can think is, Oh, my back. Oh, I wouldn't be able to move after a weekend into doing
2: that. Mate, I absolutely agree. And I know, uh, you know, there's a few guys making pits now that I've just got my eyes on that I think fantastic. Have a look at those. You know, I think there's Shea. Uh, there's the Hog Pits. Uh, What's what Shay's mob. Stockyard. Stockyard, Shea. There's the hog, Hogs, hogs Pits, uh, Bullockhead Creek. There's still some cracking guys. Yeah, yeah. And, of course, uh, uh, th- is it Thravesy just knocking out thousand billion gal- gallon monsters, monsters. monsters. absolute monsters, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just, just like it's nothing like, oh, I might have chicken wings for lunch. Uh, I'm just going to knock up a two billion gallon uh, offset smoker <laughs> yeah. for afternoon tea. Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> he loves it. What, what he, he's saying, I love his saying. It is bite off more than you can chew and just chew, just keep chewing, chew like crazy, chew yeah, like yeah. crazy. That's it. Yep. Yeah. So uh, I, I definitely like that attitude.
0: Barbecue, it's all about family. And a huge part of the barbecue family is heat beads. In fact, they've been fueling Australian family barbecues for over 50 years. So there's a very good chance that your kids, you, your parents, and your grandparents have all eaten delicious meals lovingly cooked over heat beads. One of their most popular lines is their hardwood lump charcoal. It's 100% natural, chemical free, and the lumps are large and consistently sized, giving you a reliable burn every time. It burns hot and is low ash, making it not only perfect for backyard cooks, but also commercial cooking units. So grab your favorite grill, your secret recipe, a bag of heat beads and your nearest and dearest and make some delicious lifelong memories.
1: Got a project you'd like to work on with the SHC team? Shoot Ben an email on ben at smokinghotconfessions.com and let's have a conversation.
0: Alrighty, now there is one thing that I do have to bring up and that is I can see that you've uh, got a big drum smoker here and on the uh, socials I can see that you're part of the insane can posse and uh, and all this sort of stuff here. What's, um? so I mean... I the question that I wrote here was, please tell me that your radar's okay. I can see she's okay. So I'm, I'm, I'm relieved. Uh, so tell us about the move into gateway drums. Okay. So
2: maybe it's getting back to being old bastards again. Um, <laughs> it's not on a trailer. We do have to, you know, get it in a trailer, uh, along with, uh, our well-known, um, like our workbench. They're bloody heavy. Uh, we still take, and we still love our radar. There's no doubt about it. Um, Drums, the Gateway drums. We are a fan. I'm a fan. Uh, I think they cook superbly. Uh, I think for the competition, we Alan purchased one. The team has one. Uh, if we could possibly get two more and take four drums to do a four or five category comp cook, uh, I'd be okay with that. Don't get me wrong. Again. Offset smoker, cracking barbecue, long cooks, up all night, suited me a, long, a while ago, still cooking on one for catering and good cooks, but the drums are just something special, I reckon. I really do,
0: um, yeah. Are you able to, to explain a bit more about what makes them special? Is it, is it just that you can cook so hot and get so much more sleep? And they're light (laughs) and (laughs) And I can can transport them Um,
2: and I don't have a trailer yet. Oh, that's a little sponsor wink again there. Yeah, (laughs) so I love love a trailer and, you know, maybe a trailer will change my mind. Uh, They cook well. Um, There's no doubt about that. The Insane Can Posse... uh, I think I'm pretty sure is a Facebook group by the manufacturers of the gateway drum. Gateway, I think. Yeah. yeah. The boys, uh, out of, out of the U S that came over f- anyway. Um, and there's plenty of love, love on there for the gateway. Um, I've learned how to use them pretty well now, I think. Uh, I've got a few different styles, Alan and I and Adrian have been chatting and Chris, even still we chat about different setups, whether we're doing half covers or baffle plates or whether we're hanging or whether we're, you know, rotating or turning and burning or, you know, and um, the super Ken master, uh, Barky Mateman, aka Mark Bateman, (laughs) uh, gave us, you know, some, some good pointers on him as well. But, yeah, she's a beauty. I, I, I quite like her. It, it lives currently at the back of the house. It is a regular – it's on regular rotation for home cooking too. Right. Yeah. Okay. And so what's your favourite thing to cook in it? Oh, beef ribs. So after doing the catering job for 90 uh, packs for beef ribs, uh, check out the pic on Insta. It's pretty, pretty it's epic. Pretty, it's pretty awesome, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I never really bought beef ribs before. Like, my family doesn't eat a lot of barbecue, so to buy a 6 you know, rack of beef ribs from the butcher, maybe 60 bucks, maybe 80 bucks. Yeah, for me to have one rib out of it and then cry vac the rest or you know, try and keep the rest, maybe. But so I didn't cook them very often, but now I'm kind of happy to. And after that event, I had um, I bought more than I needed in case because, of course, 90 packs you're unsure and cooking yep. and hot spots and whatnot, and I had a pack left over. And Alan and I went camping down Potsville when the, at the start of school holidays uh, and we s- took the drum and sat it on the edge of the river of a campsite and we smashed up some uh, <laughs> nice. some beef ribs in about you know, sort of three and a half, four hours. Yeah, I, I love them. It's favourite. Speaking of backyard cooking, just got myself a big green egg. Oh, okay. So, oh, man. Never had one. Never had a ceramic cooker. Always knew that they were a great cooker. Played a few times, cooked with Andrew Cavanaugh's down in Melbourne. Always yep. when I travel to Melbourne, Andrew and Pam would always invite me to their house. Uh, there's a big green egg sitting on their back patio. Uh, and, you know, we would just cook dinner in a flash. Um, picked it up off Marketplace for a ridiculously cheap amount of money. Please don't ask me how much. Um, (laughs) People will get angry. Oh, okay, that good. Yeah, really good. Um, And I'm yet to cook with it. But I needed my neighbour to help me get it off the ute. (laughs) They're a heavy bit of kit. It's 17 years old. Oh, wow. Yeah. um, From what I can understand, and again, not a big green egg expert, the handle is a little different to the current model. And I think now it's called, uh, there's a, there's a, there's a deflector plate that comes now with them that doesn't exist with this model, so I may have to, again, talk to the Q Club and say, see if we can... But you know, See if they're backwards compatible. Yeah, 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 yeah. to see if that's a thing, you know? Yeah, but yeah. either way, I'll, again, join another Facebook group, yeah. which is a... Look, Ben, that's a bloody good point. Buy a kettle... Join the Weber Kettle Club Facebook. Page, Absolutely, buy Komodo. Get on a Matty Harris's yeah. uh, Komodo page. Yep. You know that was in the. Yep. Uh, there was a very recent episode with Matty. Two episodes ago, yeah. Right, yeah. so Matty's episode, and and I listen. In fact, I bought the Big Green egg after I listened to Matty. Oh, there
0: you go. And I even
2: <laughs> I even text Matty and said, "Mate, I've just listened to your episode. It was bloody fantastic." Um, and then all of a sudden, I'm a Komodo owner. And I text him and go, mate, I've joined. Can you please buddy approve? I want to read some stuff, you know? <laughs> so yeah. But that's it. If you if you're buying a cooker that you're unsure of what to do with, mate, there's gonna be a Facebook page. God damn it, there's a Facebook page for pie makers, for Christ's sake. There's definitely a Facebook page for every single cooker mate. Mate, have you seen the the, the, I know group what you're for, say. the for the eighty five dollar jumbo
0: It's going nuts. It's gone crazy. There's like thirty thousand people in there now. Mate. Um, I'm going to go buy one. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I've
2: got rotisseries left, right and centre. I've got them for the kettle. I've got them for this, that and the other. But I think I want to have a go on this $85. <laughs> is, it, is it the $85? Uh, Jumbuck Bunnings. That's the one. Spit rotisserie. Yeah, yeah. You've got like to that, yeah. give yourself a name and you've got to call yourself the spitmaster or whatever. I don't know. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a cracking Facebook page. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's really good, yeah. And it's, it's, um, it's administered really well. I the, think the, they're doing the a good gro- job. The growth has been phenomenal. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, look, again, the good Facebook
2: pages like yours and the ones that encourage those people to learn, encourage people to post their cooks, and don't get me wrong, if you've got 40,000 people standing in a crowd in public, then 10 of them are going to be d-
0: yeah. Right? Yeah. So if
2: you've got 40,000 40, people in a Facebook group, unfortunately there's going to be more than 10 idiots. Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, they're hiding. But so be it. They have administered it well. There's some really good Facebook pages that do it well, and it's definitely one of them.
0: Yeah, definitely. No doubt about that at all. Um, speaking of social media and Facebook and all that sort of stuff, I saw a post from the mongrels calling for a food scientist. What's happening? Are you guys working on some, uh, some mongrels rubs? No, I just need a new friend. Oh, okay. Yeah, I just thought I'd really so like, a more like a new friend this year. Ad than yeah,
1: else?
2: it was okay. a personal. It was. It was. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, I, I'd like to become friends with a food scientist. I heard they're really great people. Um, I'll neither confirm nor deny these questions.
0: Okay. All right. Well, no,
2: be- I, I won't let you move on. I will let you move on. No, I won't let you move on. Don't know. Don't know yet. There's been talk. What happens is is we get on the beers, we have AGM meetings. That's, that's one of those. You know what we should do? exactly.
0: Should. <laughs> so just considering options. Fair that's enough. about it. All right. yeah. cool, cool. So all righty then, um, one of the things that I did have down here to talk about is the first time that we actually met was uh, you stuck your head into my cook tent at the Burley Barbecue mm. Competition 2015. You told me that you loved the website and to keep it up, which was great, because I didn't think anyone was reading it at the time. You mean I'd, the award-winning website, Ben? It, it, it is now. It was not then. Right. <laughs> it was definitely not then. <laughs> yep. Um, and then 2016, you came by and you told me that I should start a podcast, which was an idea that I'd, had that I'd already been kicking around, and that's worked out well. So... What do you think I should be looking at in 2021? Oh, Shivers, I'm not a bloody soothsayer. <laughs> you are, you are.
2: <laughs> ben, your successes are your successes. Uh, agreed, all of the things that we have talked about in the past, they're already on your mind. Do you know what I mean? I, maybe I'm uh, living my life precariously through you and going, shit, I should have started a website, shit, I should have started a podcast. <laughs> I love listening to your web podcast. Um, I, I go off it for a while and then I binge listen and I smash through 10 episodes in, in, in one hit. And every time I think to myself, yeah, I, I don't know why I stopped listening to this. It's, it's good gear. Um, what should I tell you to do? Uh, not catering.
0: <laughs> don't do catering. So there's not enough room for, for, for two of us here on the Gold Coast? Oh, not, not saying that at all.
2: <laughs> Mate, it's, everyone knows it's hard work. Yeah, yeah it is. It is absolutely yeah. hard work. Yeah. Um, oh, jeez, Ben, I don't know what I can tell you to do.
0: Smoke Fire Media Service is going well? Uh, meet and Fire Media Services going well, yeah. If I can. Yeah. Meet and Fire Media Services. Meet and Fire Media Services. Is, do people
2: know that's you? I know people know that it's you. I'm,
0: I, I'm pretty sure they know it's me. All yeah. right, nice one. Well, that's going well. It is, Stick yeah. Stick with yeah. that. Uh, no, I don't know what else to tell you to do, Ben. <laughs> um, grow your beard longer. Yeah, that's definitely a good thing. Mate, I, mate, I tell you what, I, I had to uh, take an emergency trip to the barber because uh, something popped up like Friday. I, we need to do this on Saturday. And I couldn't get in to see my regular barber. so Hang I, on. Hang on. Emergency and barber definitely yes. don't belong in the same sentence. Go, ahead, go yes, on. Yes, they do. They do. And uh, so I said, okay. And, and I rushed out to the nearest barber just around the corner because I couldn't get an appointment to see my guy. And he just hacked it to bits. <gasps> hacked it to bits. Like it was. Does probably, he know the it was significance of here. your beard? He does now. He
2: bloody well should. <laughs> he does now. <laughs> that is, so what did, you, what did you have to do? Did you have to go to a wedding or something fancy? Or? Oh,
0: no, it, it was something to do with the jiu-jitsu club. Okay, And gotcha. it was um, having photographs taken for the club and okay. all this sort of stuff. And I was... And what, you
2: couldn't, you couldn't see your kneecap, for example, your beard, beard was so long? Or?
0: The, the, the beard was just wild, the, the moustache okay. was down. Like I, I was a self-groomer? Not, not really. Just just because it's so easy to sort of be looking in the mirror and go wrong way. Cut a chunk. Gotcha. I would. I wouldn't know. Yeah. And uh, no, I was was at the point where I was having to eat with a napkin all the time because I'd go (laughs) sweet, and then like wipe my face and then eat some more and wipe my face again. Don't get me wrong. I want that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, And so no, I I just had to go and just uh, just get that taken care of. And also um, with with hair like mine, if you if you can see the uh, see the growth pattern. Gotcha any longer than about that long, and it just looks ridiculous. So I uh, had to get that all taken care of as well. <laughs>
2: Mate, you, you can't trust those guys with the scissors. Well, you've got to trust the guy with the scissors, haven't you?
0: Well, I, I, I told him to do like a cutthroat razor job on it, so that was an exercise in trust. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Right yeah yeah, Fair but enough. here's here's an idea, something that I've been working on, and you, okay, you can tell me what you think of it. OK so right now we've got two cameras set up, we've got the audio, everything's being done separately I've got to go home, I've got to manually put it all together. Just yesterday, just last night, I was uh, down in Robina Town center, accidentally bought one of the brand new uh, M1 MacBook Pros. Um, accidentally boy. really yeah I want one bad <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. and what that's going to let me do now is it's going to let me hook multiple cameras into it and I can sit the laptop on here and I can manually switch camera to camera and then I can preload my little video jingles and the cutaways and all that sort of stuff and so I can manually sit here and sort of live edit the show we're going to have live streaming capabilities into the Smoking Hot Confessions barbecue community on Facebook. Yes. People's Facebook comments will appear as questions on the live stream feed. So we can be sitting here talking and, oh, you know. Um, Jono from Jono Land. Jono from Jono Land w- wants to ask Bretto. What shoe size do you have, sir?
2: Something like that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Large. Yeah. Oh, that's bloody amazing. Mm. So I'd say, does it, does it mean that you have to do less editing so if this podcast was done you would be finished the podcast go home and upload done
1: No I would,
0: post I would uh, the only post would be if we made mistakes okay so sometimes when I get flustered I get tongue tied I, I, I got to cut that okay, out cool that sort of stuff okay but it, it should take it from about five hours editing per episode to maybe 30 minutes do it I say yeah. do it
2: what about this Ben I just thought of something while you were talking what about with the amount of podcasting happening what about a mobile or rentable
0: podcasting setup check out the meet and fire website uh, <laughs> <laughs> so have i let a little cat out of the bag there no no okay no no not no, no, cool. that's that, that's one of the services that we offer we Brilliant. can um like all this gear that we're using here like you've you, you've seen me it packs into the cases there yep. and we can go around and set it up and cool oh, cuz well the,
2: the, what i thought about it was even at like the town center so let's say you know they have the pop-ups in the big shopping centers, yep, and they're trying to sell you all the stuff that they're trying to sell you. Um, you know maybe you could, I don't know have a pop-up podcast that you can book a spot and then all glassed in and people could come and watch people record podcast. I don't know. Oh, it was just you an go. idea. There you go. Yeah, yeah. That's that's my hot idea for the day. Nice, nice.
1: You're listening to the internationally awarded Smoking Hot Confessions podcast with massive barbecue nerd, Ben Arnott.
0: All righty, so now we're in the third segment, and this is our lesson time for the viewers and the, and the listeners. So tell me, what wisdom are you going to share with us today? Ben, what I am is a good competition
2: barbecue cook. What I am not is a spectacular caterer, but what I'm learning to be is a better caterer than I am at the start. So my tip, my, my, my lesson today, I guess, is about tips for catering from eight people to 800 people. Nice. nice. Okay. So we've all catered for the, back, for the family, two, three, four, maybe five, sometimes six, I don't know, people. And you kind of just wing it. But you've got an idea in your head about how you want it to look and how you want it to turn out and how you're going to prepare. But- uh, you know, if you're going to consider doing, you know, a larger family group or even considering getting an occasion. so the 800 was just quickly um, Grant from Oki Reserve Meat Abattoir Works out in Oki, west of Toowoomba in Queensland, uh, invited me out to cook for the staff of the abattoir of the Oki Meat Works. Yep. 800 staff. Eight hundred staff, and he's like, "Bretto, uh, mate, we just need to do uh, eight hundred burgers.
0: You'll be right with that. <laughs> sure, no worries, Grant. Piece well, of if, cake. If you can, if you can make one burger, you can make eight hundred, can't you? Well, this is the tips for today,
2: <laughs> right? So it does. You, you can move from four to forty to four hundred if you plan. So I've got a few hot tips, and I, I'm, I've, I've written down some notes. The most important thing is get it out of your head and get it onto a piece of paper. So write a plan, okay? The plan will include a couple of things, all right? Write the menu. Again, get it out of your head, write it down. List every item that's either going to be on the plate, on the platter, on the table, wherever you, write them all down. Once you've written that menu, write down the shopping list of the things you need to buy for that menu. Again, don't think of it in your head. Don't go to the shops and go, shivers, I think I need that. I think I write everything down on a list. So, so far we've created two lists, the menu yep. and the shopping list. Yep. The third yep. list I want you to write down is what I need to make. So, for, for, so for catering, I make my own coleslaw dressing. Oh, nice. Right, a- absolutely. So, it's just a, you know, there's, there's nice and there's good. Yeah. And this is a really good coleslaw dressing. But every time, I know I have to make it, but I write it down, make coleslaw dressing make Alabama white sauce, make the broccoli salad. Do you know, I have to, and then, so then I can tick off, and those things, a lot of those things can be done well early. So we're going to go, now we've written all the things down, we want to talk about timing. Timing. Okay, so we all know that brisket can take a long time, whether you're cooking in a drum. Uh, if, well, <laughs> it can take a long time if you're cooking in an offset or a Weber, but it can take a short amount of time. But however long it takes, Just allow way more. Don't jump on the Facebook page and go and say, how long is my brisket going to take? When should I start cooking? Allow even five or six hours or the day before if you're catering for a bunch of people and prepare. Okay, if you want to reheat, you can easily reheat a brisket in three hours, no problem, right? When you're preparing the things that you need to make, then think about how long those things take to actually serve. Now, we, I learnt this from barbecue competition because, of course, we have a 10-minute window in which we need to enter our... The hand-in boxes. Right. Yep. God damn that 10-minute not only arrives in a blink of, blink of
0: an eye... It's gone even faster.
2: And yeah, you end yeah. up racing, yeah. right? Yeah. So you've got 10 minutes to enter. So, But you'll be surprised how long it takes to cut, to physically cut a brisket or slice one whole rack of ribs... Into 10 pieces.
0: And then arranging
2: it attractively in the box. Whether it be in the, on the box or the grazing platter or in the customer's, uh, you know, the customer's plate. Uh, so if you have uh, 40 people to cook for or even 12, if it takes you one minute to serve up everybody and you've only got 12 people for lunch, it's going to take you 12 minutes. What's going to get cold in 12 minutes? What's not going to get oh, cold in 12 okay. minutes? What should I put on the plate first? What shall I leave to the end? Those are the types of things that you want to try and remember. The last one I've got, I said I know that you want to. <laughs> th- th- it's something that I've never really been into. Is um, they call them mood boards? I'm not a mood board guy. Mood
0: boards.
2: Sometimes when people decide, I think the interior designers and the architects, they go, "I want my bathroom to look," you know, and they'll oh. put up three different types of tiles and two different. Okay. Right. Yep. Yep. yep it's yep. not a mood board, but I want you to. Either draw with a pen and pencil or find an example online of the plate that you want to pre- present to people. Where exactly in the box is the burger going to sit? Mm. If you're going to serve sauce, are you just going to squeeze it into the bottle, bottom of the of the of either the cardboard box or the plate, or are you going to find a little ramekin to put it in? Mm-hmm. If you're going to serve coleslaw, how wet is that coleslaw? Is, the, is, it, going to, is know, it going to run? Is it going to run? Yep. Maybe decide to change your recipe based on that. So draw the plate, see what it looks like on, you know, in, in front of your eyes instead of just in your head. And these are some of the things that, you know, have made a difference and have made my catering, I uh, guess, my clients, a little bit of that wow factor. You, you know, in, in the other industry that I work in, uh, there's all, we always sort of say, yeah, there's all these newcomers that are trying to do their best to enter the industry, and as an indus- in any industry, we encourage new people to join and uh, excel and improve, and it's better for the entire industry. So hopefully, newcomers like me to the catering, barbecue catering, because I do just do butter and c- yep. barbecue catering. Yep. Uh, oh, quick side note. I just got a request for please a- tell me it's high tea. No, it's not, but, but, but it's near enough. So it, it's a regular function. I think there's 45 guests, um, but there are they want six portions of American barbecue food with no gluten, no dairy, wait for it, no onion, wait for it, no garlic. So it's an IBS support group. Something to that effect. <laughs> I will come up with Don't a plan. Don't ask me how I know that. <laughs> I won't <laughs> ask. I, I'm going to come up with a plan. I will find a solution. But, of course, these are the sorts of things you now have to consider uh, when you're doing on-site catering. There will be requirements from guests. Be prepared for them. Mm. Yeah.
0: There was a, um, a podcast episode that I did a couple of years ago with a lady from South Australia. Uh, she specialises in FODMAP barbecue recipes. It came up in my searching. Oh, did it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Not um, her, but f- this FODMAP yeah, yeah, business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah
2: I, I will start, you know, well, I've, I've started to prepare. Look, at the end of the day, I will, she's asked for six portions. Uh, it, it's obviously difficult to make six portions of brisket, for example, without. but I'll just use salt and pepper.
0: And, and how's, how's six portions going
2: to go around 45 people? Uh, the, the 39 other portions have no dietary requirements. Oh, okay, yes, okay, yes, okay, okay. Yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. All righty. So anyway, <laughs> there's my tips. Catering from 8 to 800, it is possible. Plan, plan, plan. Right,
0: right, right. Don't stop visual. Stop having it in your head and put it down on paper. Beautiful, man. Beautiful. Well, look, that's probably a good point for us to start sort of wrapping all this up today. So I'm going to turn it over to you. Give some shout outs to who you'd like to uh, to give some thanks and some praise to, and tell everybody where they can follow the Flaming Mongrels on the social medias. Cheers, Benny mate as always thanks to
2: you for coming down to my shed to have a chat um, appreciate what you do uh, been listening to podcasts forever thanks a bunch I want to of course the guys Alan Adrian Chriso uh, and the other uh, Flaming Mongrels mate we can't do it without any of those guys we are a team and uh, that's how we roll uh, social media it's pretty hard to miss us uh, Flaming Mongrels on all of the things uh, leave out the G no G what um, what else uh, flamemongles.com I don't know you'll find us it's not hard uh, uh, again we can't do anything we do without our sponsors so we want to thank uh, uh, Heat Beads we want to thank the Q Club we want to thank uh, Super Butcher I got their uh, Black Market t-shirt on today there you go uh, we want to thank our good friends from Buffalo Trace and uh, Fireball Whiskey <laughs> uh, who else have we got Brad King helps us out here and there there's a bunch of stuff but all the guys that help us out we want to say thanks um we bloody love cook and barbecue, you know.
0: And, of course, your, your lovely, lovely wife is going to surprise you with this big trailer here for your Christmas present. I think she's got 2021. Some, I think she's got some cash under the pillow that she was intending to
2: use to buy me a barbecue. Oh, there you go. Ah, no, probably not.
0: <laughs> well, that's lovely, man. Look, th- thanks very much for your time and uh, thanks for coming on board the show again. Mate, loved it. Thanks. Chat soon. And there you have it, family. That was Bretto from Flaming Mongrels from Mongrel HQ. How cool is that guy? Absolutely awesome. It was great to have his hospitality and to have me out at, at his uh, base of operations there. So as we close out the show, I just want to say once again, thanks to Heatbeats for jumping on board as our podcast partner. Do check them out. Grab a bag of their lump charcoal. It's my personal favorite. Head on over to smokinghotconfessions.com. Grab your free ebook. Jump onto Facebook, Smoking Hot Confessions Barbecue Community. I'll see you in there. It's the best barbecue group on Facebook, in my humble opinion. And if you are watching this on YouTube, do remember to give us a thumbs up, subscribe and hit the notification bell on YouTube. Give us a like and a comment and a share and do follow us as well. Instagram, it's the hearts and the follows. And of course, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, do give us a five-star rating and review. Super helpful and really help us spread the word about the show. And that's all the time we have for today. So, until next time, take care of each other and keep on queuing.
1: Thanks for listening to the Smoking Hot Confessions Podcast. Head on over to smokinghotconfessions.com for recipes, tips, and Ben's own confessions.